Welcome to Strategy Saturday. I'm Charles Crillo, and today we're going to be discussing what is core real estate. Have you always wanted to invest in real estate, but didn't have the time, didn't know where to find the deals, couldn't get the funding, and didn't want tenants calling you? Since 2006, I've been buying income-producing properties in great locations that provide us with consistent passive income while we wait for appreciation in the future and take advantage of tax laws while we're waiting. And unlike your financial advisor, we invest alongside our investors in every property we purchase. Check out investwithharborside.com. If you like the idea of investing in real estate, if you like the idea of passive income, partner with us at investwithharborside.com. That's investwithharborside.com. When most investors discuss multifamily investing, the most popular strategy is value-add multifamily. However, there are different multifamily investment strategies, including core multifamily. A core real estate investment should be in a primary market, newer, stabilized properties, and have a low loan-to-value with lower expected returns when compared to core plus or value-add investments. Many syndicators will deem investments to be core investments, but there are five parts that are required for any asset to be considered a core investment. First is the location of the property. These assets must be located in core cities and core submarkets. Growing cities with populations of 200,000 plus people ensure that there is liquidity, in other words, institutional end buyers, when selling. The submarket selection is as important as the city selection. Within these cities, core assets will be in solid B, B plus A areas. There is consistent demand from credit tenants to live in this submarket. The second is the age of the property. Institutional core buyers are looking for assets that are going to be easier to maintain. They are looking for a consistent income stream with minimal maintenance issues. As properties age, the reliability of income may become an issue. Core buyers also do not want to perform renovations or major investments of capital for maintenance and for updates. They are focusing on newer assets or maybe a brand new development that was completed and leased up. Third is cash flow. Core buyers are targeting assets with reliable income streams. They're really buying the income stream of the property. Similar to a mature blue chip dividend stock, core buyers will increase rents over time along with market and inflation, but core buyers do not want to worry about being paid rent on time. Core assets have solid tenant bases that provide a reliable income source to the owner. Fourth is leverage or the loan to value. So, so far you'll notice that the core assets are newer, high quality, low risk assets with predictable income streams in liquid markets where there are consistent base of buyers. This now has to be paired with low debt levels. An asset cannot be a core asset if the property is having a high loan of value. And this is where I see a lot of syndicators make mistakes. They consider something a core asset and then they have it leveraged all the way up. An asset with a high loan to value will be disqualified as a core asset. Debt levels for core assets are typically 40% to 50%, with there being 50% to 60% of equity in the property. This makes the core asset a very low risk in investment. In any income dis disruption event, there is a very low likelihood that the core buyer will lose the assets. Fifth are the expected returns. Typical returns for core assets are usually in the mid-single digits. If any manager is expecting double-digit returns or even returns of 9% plus, you really need to perform your due diligence into the deal and into the manager. The, the market could be smaller, the loan-to-value could be higher, the asset could be older, and this all adds to the risk level of the investment. And core assets are not risky investments. Core assets are low-risk investments. They are similar to mature dividend stocks, 
not growth stocks. You know, if you're looking for double-digit returns, core asset investing is not what you're looking for. You are not going to be doubling your money in five years with a core asset. And core assets are for investors looking for diversification in real estate who want to invest in a company with the strength of, say, Coca-Cola or McDonald's. These aren't really get-wealthy assets. These are really stay-wealthy assets. So I hope you enjoyed. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Submit comments and potential show topics at globalinvestorspodcast.com. Look forward to two more episodes next week. See you then. Nothing in this episode should be considered specific, personal, or professional advice. Any investment opportunities mentioned on this podcast are limited to accredited investors. Any investments will only be made with proper disclosure, subscription documentation, and are subject to all applicable laws. Please consult an appropriate tax, legal, real estate, financial, or business professional for individualized advice. Opinions of guests are their own. Information is not guaranteed. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The host is operating on behalf of Syndication Superstars, LLC, exclusively.